0: When we are born on this earth as little babies, we are born in the flesh. We have characteristics of the flesh of the natural human being. In other words, it is nature to compete. It's nature, the nature of man. To hate, it's the nature of man to strive with other individuals. Later on, as you become an adult, it's the nature of man to be attracted to the opposite sex. It is natural to have those tendencies. Thus, fornication and adultery are natural. They're according to the nature of man. It is natural for man to follow superstitions, to do things like that. Galatians chapter 5, we read, These are the works of the flesh of man. This is what we're born with. It is the nature of man to commit adultery, fornication, have uncleanness, lasciviousness, lust, idolatry to worship other people, other things that are not God, witchcraft, that's superstitions, Hatred, it is the nature of man to hate. Variance, to vary with one another. Emulation, to try to outdo other people. Wrath, which is wanting to see other people get what is coming to them. Strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such like. This is The work of the flesh. We are born onto this earth by the flesh. When we are born again, we are given the Spirit of God, which is just exactly opposite to the flesh. Where the flesh wants us to hate other people, the Spirit of God wants us to help other people. And the Spirit of God is love. The Spirit of the flesh is hate so you see there is a striving here a rubbing against each other friction between the flesh and the spirit but after we're born again we no longer have to go in the way of the flesh for now we have the spirit of God in us so we can go by the spirit and as we walk in the spirit of God following God We produce the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5. The fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. In fact, we fulfill the law when we walk in the Spirit. For the Spirit of God will never lead us to go in the way of the flesh. The Spirit of God will always lead us to go in the way of God. So we fulfill the law of God as we choose to go in the way of the Spirit of God. It's very interesting to me because these things like love, joy, peace, it's not that we go out and learn how to do this. We have the Spirit of God, which it's the nature of the Spirit of God to do this in us. So it's just something that's a byproduct of following the Spirit of God. It's not that we learn to do this as much as it's just there, and we choose the direction of the Spirit of God. And so these fruits are produced automatically as we follow the Spirit of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. As we follow the flesh, doing what the flesh wants to do, it is very natural for us to hate and to fight other people and to try to outdo other people, to commit adultery, fornication. For those are the works of the flesh. It's the nature of man to do these things. But once we have been born again and have the Spirit of God in us, and everyone who's born again has the Spirit of God. The Apostle Paul tells us this in First Corinthians chapter 3 and First Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19, Paul says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? Romans chapter 8 Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So we have the Spirit of God in us after we're born again. Being born again does not mean going forward at church and being baptized or joining the church. Being born again is that God chooses to illuminate us, to show us truth by his spirit and that causes us to be born of the spirit of God and we are changed and the main way you recognize if you're born again you aren't the same person that you were before you were born again before you were born again you followed the works of the flesh you followed your flesh competing with other people, striving with other people, arguing with other people, trying to outdo other people, committing fornication, adultery, living in superstitions. But after you're changed by God into another person, having the Spirit of God in you, you are changed. You are changed. You're completely different. You no longer want to do the things you did in the flesh. and. When you have been changed by God, you're a new creation. Now, you want to read the Bible, you want to go to church, you want to learn things of God. Before, you were likely taken to church by your parents or a relative. But it wasn't so much you wanted to learn things of God as they just took you there and that's what you did. And at some point in time, you probably wished you didn't have to go. And you didn't want to read the Bible, and you were not ever considering the will of God. After you're born again, you're considering what God wants you to do. So you're very different. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So if you are born again, God has somehow reached you or spoken to you to change you, and you're not the same person that you were before. When you followed the flesh, now you have the spirit. If you've never been born again, let me recommend that you just fall down before God and ask Him to have mercy on you and to help you and to teach you and to change you. For only by the will of God are we born again. We can't do it by our own will, no man can do it for us. It is only done by the Spirit of God, by God's will. So, beg him for mercy. I confirm this to you through Romans chapter 9, where Paul explains this miracle of being born again. Paul was a Jew. He was a Pharisee of the highest Pharisees following the law persecuting the people of God until God changed him. And he had a very big heart toward the Jewish people who did not recognize Jesus as the Messiah. Paul said in verse 1, I say the truth in Christ, I lie not my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost, that I have great heaviness and continual Sorrow in my heart, for I wish that I myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, for my kinsmen, according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises, whose are the fathers, and of whom as concerning the flesh, Christ came, who is over all, God blessed for ever. Not as though the word of God hath taken none effect, for they are not all Israel which are of Israel, neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called, that is, they which are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. Just because you're born with an ancestry traced back to Abraham, that you're born Jewish, that doesn't mean you're a child of God, Paul is saying. Because it was in the promised Isaac that the seed of God rested. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise accounted for the seed. For this is the word of promise. At this time will I come and Sarah shall have a son. And not only this, but when Rebecca also had conceived by one, even our father Isaac, for the children being not yet born, Rebecca's children, even before they were born, for the children being not yet born, neither having done any good or evil that the purpose of God, according to election, might stand not of works, but of him that calleth. It was said unto her, The elder shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated, even before they were born. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated the twins that Rebekah would have. Jacob was the child of God. Esau was not. And all their life, Esau was jealous against Jacob, though Jacob was younger, and they fought all their life. And Esau, seeing that it didn't please his father and mother for Jacob to marry a daughter of the Canaanites. So he went out and, try, and tried to copy Jacob and married a daughter of Ishmael. Well, Ishmael wasn't even recognized as a child of God by God. When God spoke to Abraham, at the, when he tried him, he said, take your only son, take Isaac, your only son. And yet Abraham had two sons. He had Ishmael, as the first son of the flesh, given to him by his wife, Sarah, who couldn't have children, so she gave her handmaiden to Abraham so that they could have a child. They had Ishmael. But this was not the child of God because God promised them that they would have a child, that Sarah would have a child. And when Isaac was born, he was the child of the promise of God, a child of a miracle. Being born again is a miracle. Once you have been born again, you really know this. It's not of your own works. It's nothing that you did to cause it to happen. It's strictly the will of God. Romans chapter 9, verse 14 What shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy, on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion, on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. For the scripture saith unto Pharaoh, Even for this same purpose have I raised thee up, that I might show my power in thee, and that my name might be declared throughout all the earth. Therefore hath he mercy on whom he will have mercy, and whom he will he hardeneth. So it is by the mercy of God that we are the elect of God. We certainly did nothing to justify ourselves, It was simply that God chose us and changed us from the person we once were. So we are born onto this earth in the flesh as the children of the flesh, doing the works of the flesh. And then God has mercy on us, causes us to be born again by his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives in us. Now we have a choice. We can follow the flesh or we can follow the Spirit. Paul wrote Romans 8 explaining this. Verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit, Now we follow the Spirit of God who brings to our mind scriptures and concepts to show us the will of God and what to do. And as we do those things in the issues that pertain to this present life, we walk after the Spirit and we keep the flesh crucified by choosing to walk after the Spirit. Verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The flesh follows sin and death. They follow ways that are going to bring them destruction. Adultery, fornication, hatred, striving, superstitions, things like that. So they follow the flesh. But we now have the Spirit. So instead of following the flesh, we follow the Spirit. So instead of hating, we follow the Spirit, which produces love. That the flesh, it suffers because it doesn't get its way anymore in our lives. Before it got its way, now it doesn't because we are choosing to follow the Spirit. So Paul says, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, It is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh, following the flesh, cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren... We are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. If you choose the flesh and follow the flesh and live after the flesh, doing as the flesh wants to do, you shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Therefore, Jesus says you must be born again. In order to see the things of God, you must be born again. John chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 14. For the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him neither shall they he know them, for they are spiritually discerned. So you must be born again in order to see the things of God. Otherwise, you're going to twist everything and think you're going in a way of God when it's exactly opposite to the way of God. Only the works authored by God bring salvation. Jesus said in the last days many would come in his name saying that they prophesied in thy name, I cast out devils in thy name, I I did many wonderful works in thy name. And Jesus said that he would say, In that day, depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you. The works you did were not authored by God, but by your own thinking. Only the works authored by God are good works. And in the day of judgment, the ones who do the works authored by the Spirit of God will receive reward and those others damnation. So you must be born again, Jesus says, John chapter 3. Because if you don't have the Spirit of God, you can't follow the Spirit of God. If you have the Spirit of God, you can follow the Spirit of God. You have a choice. As many As are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And if you don't have the Spirit of God, you don't belong to Christ. You may have been baptized in water. You may have even said Jesus is your Lord. But you cannot follow Jesus unless you have His Spirit in you. So you must be born again to follow God. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.